This podcast is brought to you by Most Valuable Podcasts, leading the league in podcasting entertainment. Hello, football fans, and welcome to the Onside Kick. Money is Ricky Widmer, and I think I can say as always for this one, because this is the second time that we've done for video podcast, yeah. video podcast for the Onside Kick, and this is the second time you've been with me. Sean Anderson joining me here. If you're listening on SoundCloud, you still get the regular podcast style. But if you're on YouTube, this is another one where we're like, you know what? Hey, guys, how's it going? You guys can now <laughs> see our faces. And, Sean, we kind of had to do another video podcast because I don't know what it is with NFL teams, but they hate us. Well, they hate us, and then plus, you know, we make a vi- you guys make a podcast and then explaining they, like, well, exactly should it. they do it? And then they do it, and yep. you're like, fuck, no. Well, no, that's exactly the day it. Be, the day right after, too. They, they couldn't have made this trade last night, so we could have <laughs> talked about it on the onside kick. But now we get to, like, NFL teams just want Sean involved on the podcast. Well, ex- that and exactly, like, what, what what's the Browns' Eagles' excuse? Because they don't have Kobe to rely on. No. Now. They don't, and, the Jeff Fisher can't say, like, well, it's And Kobe, I have to say, for the, Kobe. for the rest of you that were giving me <laughs> a little bit of shit, um, me and Kobe talked it out. My mom said I had to talk to Kobe because I had to apologize. She did. That's, she she watched and she didn't like that I said f you to Kobe. So we talked it out. Me and Kobe are cool. I'm a, I'm gonna be extra serious. That's not a joke. Ricky's no. mother actually said you no, have to apologize to Kobe. Like talk really, to him on Twitter. She really told me to tweet at Kobe. And we, we me, me and Kobe talked. We're cool now. We're cool. But didn't talk. if you if you ha- if you don't know the deals of the trade. Here's how it went down between the Eagles and the Browns. So the Eagles get this year's first, which is the second overall, and a fourth next year. Great. Nothing. Made out like gangbusters. Nothing. What did you give the Browns? The eighth overall pick, the 77th overall pick, and the 100th overall pick. A first, a third, and a fourth this year. Then you gave them a first next year and a second in 2018. I don't know about you. You could have stopped at first at 2017. And I mm-hmm. would have been like, "Oh, okay, that's a that, that's a trade." But then you had to tack on another second. Well, and usually we don't have like a benchmark for these things for draft mm-hmm. for draft trades, but we do. We have the Rams Titans trade, and if you look at the Titans, they got a, a pick that was later from the Rams, and they got you know more from them. Obviously, it was mm-hmm. the first overall pick. But I mean, I, I look at this trade, and I'm I'm thinking the Eagles. I mean, the Browns could have got more, and the Eagles are kind of just the Eagles could have got more too, or you know, given up less. Like I, I think that you know this was a thing where the Eagles, you know, the Eagles got two picks back, and where the Rams got three picks back, and mm-hmm. the Titans got two firsts, two seconds, and two thirds. Where you know the Browns, they probably could have squeezed a little more out and gave up a little more. So they could have gotten like, you know, maybe a fourth rounder and gave up like a fifth round later. I think they could have gotten a little more out of this trade. But I think obviously, clearly the Browns are, are Browns made out like gangbusters well, here. And the thing you totally like the, the thing you get now, because this is for the second overall pick is we have actually two benchmarks for this trade. The first one was like you said, the Rams Titans. What did they mm-hmm. give up for the number one? But we had this one, RG3, the Browns quarterback now, was coming out of Baylor. You love bringing this one up. That's another benchmark. Yeah. Like, that was the Redskins moving up to number two. And when I saw that this trade happened, it's gr- I, I kind of, I secretly love that it was the Eagles. Mm-hmm. Because the reason why is last night on the onside kick, Mark Weber 
said the one team that doesn't like shouldn't do this is the Eagles. He said they're the one team that doesn't need to do this, doesn't need the waste of draft picks. And before it happened, I even tweeted out an article. I want to say it was from the Eagles site from SB Nation where they were even saying, don't do it. Don't waste picks to get the number two pick. And then it happens. To me, this is a stupid move by the Eagles just to try to get a quarterback when now what do you do with Sam Bradford? I, I actually 100% agree with you, which is weird because usually I'm like, you're, yeah. you're an idiot. Yeah. Um, usually I think this is, I think people this, have that effect. I have that effect on people. I think this is a very dumb move for the Eagles, and I'm sorry, Philadelphia fans, because I know there's a lot of a lot of, a lot lot of of you out there, and you guys are very verbal, mm-hmm. so I'm probably going to get fucking screwed here. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, I look at the Eagles here, and you have Sam Bradford, who, I mean, I don't, I don't believe is a, a great quarterback here, but you did sign Chase Daniels to a $8 million per year contract, I think it was, I mean, and I think I, I kind of believe in Chase Daniels here. Mm-hmm. I mean, he really never got a shot starting wise, and I think he's better than Bradford. So I mean, you're really paying, you know, you're paying Bradford over fifteen million. You're paying Chase Daniels over seven million, and now you're bringing in another quarterback. Like, who's are you going to have a QB battle and have your your, your backup quarterbacks if the rookie wins out? Have them take over twenty three million dollars mm-hmm. in cap? I mean, this is just kind of foolish. Well, and the way that if you're sitting there or you've already typed saying, but guys, it's not even. For sure that the Eagles are going to take a quarterback. a quarterback. It pretty much is because I've got two ways to tell you about this. The first one is I'm going to have an article down below from ProFootballTalk.com where they basically say the Eagles are apparently going to go with three quarterbacks this year. And number two, I said it in the Rams-Titans video. I'm going to say it in this one. Mike Mayock put it perfectly, talking about the Rams-Titans trade, and it goes the same for this one. You don't make this trade unless you're going to go up and get the guy you believe is going to be there to be the franchise, be the future for your franchise. Well, that and it's more you got to jump the Niners because if if the Rams take once, oh, I thought they're gonna they were going to make this trade. They're going to go. They're going to go with Golf. So you got to jump the Niners, and they were in talks with the Chargers. Possibly mm-hmm. the Eagles were in talk with the Chargers. Possibly moving up. I, I guess they didn't go anywhere, and they they got deal with done with the Browns. Obviously, so you just got to jump the Chargers because it was it was Niners at seven, Eagles at eight. You you want a quarterback? You're not going to jump over all mm-hmm. these teams. Even you know Dallas at four was possible. Of taking a qu- yeah. quarterback, so you're jumping. You're not going to trade with the Chargers to to jump. You know both Dallas and you're going to trade. You're going to trade mm-hmm. with the Chargers to jump both Dallas and San Francisco. And you're going to trade to with the Browns to jump both San Francisco and Dallas. So it's it's pretty clear that they're going to take a quarterback. They're not going to jump. You know or be in ta- trade talks with the Chargers just to take Tunsil. They're going to go with a quarterback. Well, here. and it was funny how many teams were really on this: the Eagles, the Niners. There were rumors that the Bills were in talks mm-hmm. to try to get this pick. And the one thing I do want to say I think the Jets were even thrown in there, too. Really, the, the Eagles, this is the second trade that they've done. Yeah. They had to trade up with Miami just to get the eighth overall pick. And now they've traded up again to get the second. And the one thing I do find a little humorous is that eighth overall pick is not technically theirs, but... You could say it's theirs because they had to give the yep. 13th for it. But that 77th overall pick, they got that from Detroit. So it's basically a Cleveland's going to make that pick from Philly 
via Detroit. Well, and they were really busy in the offseason trading DeMarco Murray, trading Kiko mm-hmm. Alonso, and trading Byron Maxwell, too. Well, to that was basically them just saying, get Chip Kelly out yeah, of here. I we got to get the Chip Kelly era But out also, of here. they're like, all right, let's bring in, you know, yeah. they're, they're also being very active mm-hmm. life like Chip Kelly. So, I mean, I, I just don't, don't understand the direction that the Eagles are really going in because you have— Oh no! I don't. You're not going to have three quarterbacks on on your on your roster. You have one who's consistently injured. You know, is always an walking injury. Mm -hmm. You have Chase Daniel, who's an unproven backup. You know, we don't know if he can start. And you're going to draft a third quarterback who's being put into Philly, who is a really tough market to really succeed in. Which will probably be Jared Goff, unless and yeah, unless they go uh, Goff at number one. Um, which I personally think they should. If check out our Rams video, yeah, we we talked all about that. Um, But I I just see that you know. This is going to be really difficult for this this quarterback to gain confidence. And I know, you know, if you look at prior engagements, it's like, all right, we're going to draft a quarterback, put him behind a starter. Mm-hmm. This isn't like you're going to be put into a QB, uh, you know, a battle for your your spot right now, right yeah. away, and be the third string quarterback. You know who's the one team though that they've got to be sitting here today going, fuck Niners. No, well, not even the, maybe the Niners because they didn't get the trade. The Bucks. Because to me, here's how I see it. Depending on yeah. who you have going where, quarterback's going to go one, quarterback's going to go two. The Chargers, they're going to do what they do. Cowboys are going to fall a plan. Jaguars, Ravens, Niners, they're all, to me, going to follow the same plan that I, I think we've I been going, going with. Now. All right. now we have the Browns at eight. And depending on who's there, to me on my board— I have Buckner rated higher than Bosa. So to me, Bosa's the defensive end that's going to be there. But it could be Buckner, and that wouldn't be surprising because some teams may have Bosa higher than Buckner on their board. To me, how I think this is going to play out is the Browns at 8 are going to go with a defensive player, depending who falls, Bosa, Buckner, God forbid if it's Ramsey. And Tampa Bay is going to be sitting there at 9 going, well, fuck, that's who we were going to take. So then the Bucks are going to take a guy, uh, I think they'll go offensive tackle, and then the Giants go, well, shit, now or what are we going to do? And then they're going to pick somebody to where, I don't think they take a guy that the Bears are looking at, mm-hmm. but they're going to take someone to where later in the draft someone goes, well, fuck, we were going to take him. Yeah. And I mean, this is what I love about the draft, but at the same time, to me, the Bucks are the team that's like, well, shit, now what are we going to do? Now we got to worry about what the Browns are going to do right ahead of us. Well, even even the Browns, though, I mean, they, they, they do need help with the corner, so mm-hmm. maybe even they go Hargraves as Hargraves is there because, I mean, Hargraves, he, he was— Har- per- The big thing about Hargraves, though, and the only knock Unless against— Unless they need a corner, them, is what yeah, I'm saying. Yeah, the only knock against Hargraves is the size of Hargraves. Mm-hmm. To me, there's three players that could be in position— for that eighth pick, and one of them would not fuck over anything because I had him going eight anyways to the Eagles. Buckner, Bosa, or Elliott? Yeah, I don't think they're going to go Elliott either. I don't think they'll go Elliott. That's why I said him three. But I think Bosa, Buckner, whoever's on the board goes eight, screws over the Bucks, then screws over the Giants, and we see another trickle down 
all the way through the draft. Yeah, I mean, just just looking at it though, it it, it is very interesting seeing the dynamic now, and it's really like you mentioned, like what are teams going to do now? Because mm-hmm. I, I mean, I, I'm a Bears fan here. I'm a Bears and Patriots fan. Weird combo, I know, but you know, I look at the Bears. No, you're now. a Tom Brady fan. I'm a Tom Brady. Yeah. That, thank you for putting once, it that once way. Once Tom Brady leaves, you're not going like to like the Patriots fl- anymore. I might fly the coop. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I look at the Bears now, and maybe the Bears even see like, all right, we might get, be able to get a tackle, or we might be be able to get a defense mm-hmm. player that we want later on. We might pull a Patriots and trade down, and we might yeah. we might get a guy who's I, thirsty to get an Ezekiel Elliott I and would trade not, up. I would not be surprised if this is the year where we see because of this. We this is the like I wouldn't be surprised. If this is the year we see the most trades, mm-hmm. where we see the most trades that we've ever seen in a first round. Which to me, as a fan. Makes watching the draft even better. Oh yeah, it's gonna keep you on your edge, edge of your seat because I mean, usually you're like on your edge of your seat, like all right, who are they gonna go with? You usually can narrow it down to like mm-hmm. three players, but now it's like all right, are these guys satisfied with any of the three players there? And they might you know, might drop down. I mean, it, it's really interesting seeing the dynamic here because you know we heard Buffalo is trying to bite on a quarterback because they're not totally sold on Tyrod Taylor here, so they might even want to jump up and tr- try to trade in. You know, maybe we always see that you know the the Broncos they're really struggling for a quarterback. I mean, are they gonna do the Cap deal, or are they going to trade up the and try Bron- to get a quarterback before like the Bills take them? I mean, it's it's really you know worrying. Like, where are they going to go? Three things are going to happen. Number one, that we could see a team reaches on a quarterback. So, oh, for yeah. example, hundred uh, percent, a Buffalo at nineteen, they could say, "Well, fuck it, we're going to take a Paxton Lynch because we need a quarterback now," and that's a total reach. To me, like end of the first round is as, uh, to the Broncos. That's as early as mm-hmm. Lynch should be thought of. We're either going to see somebody reach for a quarterback, or we're going to see, hey, if it's me, the Broncos are team number one, and if they just say, you know, what, screw it, we're going to take Lynch at thirty-one, the Browns at thirty-two, those two teams again can kind of hold the, okay, who wants them? Yeah, we're, we're you know what, he's available. Who wants them? We're trading the pick. Hey, 49ers, you want a quarterback? Hey, Buffalo, you want a quarterback? Well, now I look at and also teams. Now there's this dynamic out here with, you know, players possibly mm-hmm. being traded or picks possibly being traded. Big news now is that Josh Norman is now a free agent. So if a team goes out and gets Josh Norman, they were tr- are filling a cornerback position. Now they're like, all right, well, we don't really have a position yeah. of need and a guy that now we might be able to push him up. And Carolina mm-hmm. might be like, all right, well, we just lost our number one corner. We might need to jump up and get a player that we really believe in. Maybe Hargraves will go to the mm-hmm. Panthers if they trade up. So, I mean, there's a lot of things that are, are making this draft really if interesting. You're in, if you're in the middle to end of this draft, you're now freaking out a little bit because I'm looking right now and this is of course or this might make your day easier it depends on what team you are it does but i'm right now looking at todd mcshay earlier this week came out with an article that was his like top five needs for each team and for the browns here's how he put it quarterback they're not going to stress that at number eight wide receiver i put a star next to that one they could they could say you know what we'll take treadwell with the eighth overall, which pick, might be a and little be reach, fine. But yeah. a little bit of a reach, yeah. but I think it's going to earn out to be a fine pick. A three-four defensive end. If Buckner's there at eight, boom, take him. He is more of a three-four defensive end than Bosa's right tackle. They could say, you know what, both defensive ends are off the board. We're going to go with a guy like Conklin or Stanley if they're there, or outside linebacker if Miles Jack is still available. Yeah. The Browns at eight have a chance 
to get every single thing they need except quarterback. The thing that really makes me happy, though, is uh, the Browns are kind of making you bite your tongue. You can't call them the set factory of sadness anymore. They did something right no, so far. No, they did they something good. They did something good. smart, they're and it's impressive. They're still the factory of sadness well, yeah. because they're Cleveland. But, I mean, you, you sign Hugh, ja- Hugh Jack Hugh, who? I was going to say Wolverine. Who. You yeah, sign you Wolverine. Sa- you sign Hugh Jackson, yeah. who looks like a phenomenal coach and could be a phenomenal coach yeah. coming up, and you tr- make this impressive decision to trade down. I mean, you know, Maybe they really loved Wentz or Goff, mm-hmm. and they're like, all right, we, we can get these guys at two. And then they're like, all right, well, we're not sure if we're going to get these guys. We c- can go with RG3. And, I mean, if no our, pressure, if we tank, no diamonds, right? If we take, no pressure, know, no diamonds. If we tank, you know, it, then we get another shot at a quarterback next yeah. year because we don't really have we expectations. We get Deshaun Watson next year. I, I, I just I love what the Browns did. I really love what the Browns did. This is, some, this is the Browns totally changing in one year what the Browns have done forever. The mm-hmm. Browns forever have been the team, draft a quarterback early, and then the next year they're back at it again with the orange quarterback. Or more re- reach for a quarterback. I yeah. mean, you know, Well, I was, try- I was trying there, yeah. to quote damn Daniel there, but I so, couldn't say white vans. They're okay. back at it again with the orange vans. You can That's stop. what they're at. That's an old joke. No, it's an old, it's, is that an old it's joke It's an old now? joke. Is that yeah. an old it's joke? Okay. But, no, to me the Browns could get anything they want, well, that they need except for – Quarterback, De- mm-hmm. and I mean it depends on what goes before them. But Treadwell probably be on the board. One of the defensive ends will most likely be on the board. A tackle will be on the board. The only thing is Miles Jack will probably be yeah. off the board for him. But one guy I want to mention: this is a prospect in particular because to me, he's got to sit there and go, "Well, fuck, am I going to be a top ten pick anymore?" and the second part of this question is how far does he fall if he falls at all? Zeke. Zekeel Elliott. Well, because we were pegging him at number eight. You were pegging him at number eight. I don't really know if if, if he, the Eagles if he is at number, a top ten okay, value. If the Eagles at number eight who needed a running back didn't take the best one in the draft, they'd be just as stupid as trading for the number two pick in the draft. Not mm-hmm. quite as stupid. But just as well, I I, I just uh, just to clear this up, I don't know if Ezekiel is a top ten value. I think people might just go because of positional mm-hmm. need, and he is the best you know player at that position. Well, I'm just but, that's that's like it. If you have a chance to draft a, a running back with his potential at number eight, go ahead and take him. I I don't know if he really has that potential though. I'm not, I'm, I'm I'm a little worrisome on. Zeke, because you know a running back is a fading position here in the NFL. I mean, we, we don't see the true impact of you know running backs here. Because if you look at the Patriots, they're just plugging and playing, and they're they're still going without but them. The Eagles you, are not the Patriots. No, but I'm just saying, you know, it, there it's a kind of a dying breed here of running backs. Is because if you can get a guy involved in the passing game, where Zeke doesn't Zeke, really excel in the passing game, Zeke's a guy who can go out and catch the ball. Though. He doesn't excel there, though. Is what, well, what I'm no, trying to say. Well, no, he's not a there. Matt Forte, but I mean he. He can go out there and catch the ball. And to me, the thing I love about Zeke is he's a guy that takes pride in his blocking. Mm-hmm. Give but me that running back all day. My point is, I'm just, I'm just trying Especially to, especially when fi- you have a quarterback who's got brittle knees because he's always injured. I'm just trying to find it a hard spot to yeah. where where he's going to go. And I, th- he's going to fall though. He's falling. I, I agree. And yeah. it's, it, I, I mean, you you mentioned beforehand maybe the Bears take him at 11 just because BPA, but I don't really know if he would be the best player available. Well, and you thing, can still fill a the need thing there. Where I've thought about it, and mm-hmm. as yeah. we as we record this. It's great because I'm coming up right now with my 4.1. Yeah, you put out your 4.0 and then you have yeah. to change it immediately. Well, I can't <laughs> I can't give you an exact yeah. thought because I haven't finalized it yet. So 
you're getting my, for once, my just raw thought. Here's the thing I have with Zeke and 11 to the Bears. I sat there for a couple minutes, and I'm still debating on it. I haven't, like I said, I haven't finalized anything. I'm sitting there, and I'm going, is Langford the guy? Is that the, like, you just lose Forte. Is Langford really the guy that you're saying, yeah, that's my running back, baby. I think That's my running back. I think people in Chicago, and especially for me, because I know you're a Vikings fan, mm-hmm. so you're a little close-minded. Um, I but, wouldn't uh, say I'm that close-minded. I'm just being an ass, and I'm just joking I mean, with you. Let's be honest. I'll um, probably go cornerback, but that's, if, but if Zeke is there, do you entertain the oppor- do you entertain the idea or say fuck it? Who wants him? I think we'll trade. I think Pace is a smart man and might do that option, mm-hmm. especially you know fuck him. Who wants him? Let's trade. I don't know yeah. if they'll use that language, but yeah, Pace is a smart guy you, here. You know about me? I uh, love that bombs. Especially, especially here in, in you know now the draft's going to be in Chicago. Mm-hmm. You don't want to get booed out of that booed out of that you know that that, well, that you had venue. A, you, and if you, you didn't pick get Zeke, booed, you might they didn't get booed. get booed last year in Chicago. No, because they, they made a smart got pick. Cheered in Chicago because they got it made a smart pick. Yeah, especially that Eddie Goldman on day two that pick. Ryan Pace Man. is a smart guy. Like but, I'm saying, I, I really do see them trading down, yeah. but I but I understand maybe you draft him at that mm-hmm. position and then maybe you move him. I, I, I think they're really sold on Langford because you're not going to let Forte go because Forte was still productive. It was just mm-hmm. really, you know, can he stay healthy? He was productive when he played. So, I mean, you could have kept him and maybe seen if he would have gone with a one-year contract, two-year contract, and let him play in Chicago where he is comfortable. I mean, I'm just looking at it from a perspective there. Mm-hmm. If they wanted Forte... And you know they didn't trust Langford. They would have kept him. Is that's my my thought. Maybe they really do love Zeke because they they are holding a workout now for Zeke. You know, Ide- ideally, he's visiting Hallis Hall. Ideally, Zeke is now he's not going to go past thirteen. And the reason why I say that is if he is there when the Dolphins are picking, the Dolphins after losing Lamar Miller are going to say fuck it. We need a core. Like we need a running back. There we go. Zeke's I, on the board. It's hard to disagree with you. Though. However, I mean, it's really hard to disagree with you. Though. We're gonna live in a fantasy world for a second. Let's mm-hmm. say Zeke does go at eleven to the Bears. Yeah, how I feel that changes things. The Saints, in my mind, who I have had, I've been on par with Todd McShay, defensive tackle, because Hargraves and Ramsey off the board. There's no corner that is to me like yeah, William Jackson the third is good, yeah. but he's not. 12th overall good. They go with a defensive tackle. Now the Saints can sit there at 12 and say, we could take Hargraves and get our number one position of need. And then that maybe forces the Dolphins to say, well, do we go with a need that's not like a big one where like defensive end where we we got some pretty good ones in Cameron Wake and okay. Mario Williams. Yeah. They're getting older. They're- and they're getting older. They're they're okay. I think that I think they've done pretty well on the curse. But I mean that that's a thing that if the Bears shake things up and go with Zeke, that's another thing that's just going to just trickle effect down the draft. Well, now it makes the draft interesting. Like it, yeah. it's really I'm really excited now. I'm like, all right, when when's it when's when's it coming mm-hmm. up? Come on, we're getting closer. I'm a get, week I'm get, away. Getting a that week itch. Away. Getting that itch. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, this is this has been fantastic and it's been really fun. But now it, the question is like. You know how is it really going to play out? Like you've been saying, like now even Treadwell, who's been falling consistently, mm-hmm. is he going to completely fall off? Maybe no. I mean, I think you might see him go into the twenties. Is what I'm thinking. No, I'm going to say the exact opposite. Really, the way I see it is if and this all we're going to jump back up to the eight, nine, ten pick with yeah. the Browns. The way I see it, Browns take a defensive end. 
Mm-hmm. Then Tampa goes, well, crap. We got to, like, I'm looking at mine. So Zeke falls. Yeah. Browns take Joey Bosa. I had Bosa going to the Bucks. The Bucks now go, well, shit, that was our guy. What do we need? Oh, we'll just take offensive tackle and put Conklin there. Well, the Giants go, well, shit, that's who we were going to take. Yeah. And the Giants, looking at their needs, I think that's a pick where they can go, well, screw it. We need somebody put on the other side of OB, OBJ, and let's just go and take Treadwell and but put Treadwell and OBJ. They also might like someone deeper in the deeper. That was a bad voice yeah, back. They, they might like someone deeper in the <laughs> they could, deeper. They could. So they might they might go you know they might go with well, a different wide receiver because Treadwell but, did have a bad you know bad. But he's the number one day. wide receiver and he's a guy that has the potential. I'm not saying I'm to be kid. Great, like the way I'll be honest, and this is I can say this because. It's going to probably change. I When I had him going to the Lions in my 4.0, I, I was just saying, boom, Calvin Johnson is back in Detroit. That's the kind of potential this kid has. I don't know about that. He can be your number one receiver, and he'd be the number two. He can be two, a number one receiver. I and he would be that. the number two in in New York. I see your point, but I'm just, I, I think more if, I, I have a feeling the Giants will more, you know, tr- I don't think they're going to take a gamble on Treadwell mm-hmm. there. I when, I think you think about it. You're definitely going to think about it, but I'm just saying. I I, I have a I just kind of have a feeling. Mm-hmm. I had a feeling that Jamarcus Russell was going bu- to be a bust. A feeling, I feel like Treadwell is going to fall more a little than bit. A feeling. No Boston. No. I know no Boston. See, get it Boston because yeah. you like the Patriots. No, come on. You want to hear a funny story? By no. the way, no. <laughs> well, you bring you bring up Jamarcus Russell, and yesterday on the onside kick, yeah. we we're talking about Cardell Jones. CBS is comparing like their QB comparison no. is the Jamarcus Russell hustle. How I don't know. How? I didn't read it. I just saw Jamarcus, Jamarcus Russell, Russell had like a huge arm. Like that was the thing. Yeah, yeah I'm just saying CBS. That's who they're comparing to. But the thing we're gonna wrap up this podcast with is, as if you guys probably know, and if you're new to the channel. You're going to find out now. bad comparison. The guy running our social media site is sitting right next to me, Sean, and he ran a poll today asking you guys who the Eagles are going to take with the number two pick, and we're just going to talk about this poll a little bit. Walk me through what the what the peeps said. Well, as former stat bitch of the onside kick <laughs> and now social media manager of the Most Valuable Podcast, I, I put on recording another special onside kick, which is this. Yeah, what uh, we're doing right now. And then I asked you guys, who are the Eagles taking at two? 29% said Goff, 29% said Wentz, 0% said Tunsil, and 42% said other which just meant who who just tell me I in the comments I don't know why you would trade up to take an other Someone said uh Jalen Ramsey I think I believe that was uh, mm-hmm. Nintendo Fan 5 I believe that was Michael Vasquez yep. and uh and you know we have seven votes on it so I think it's split between the quarterbacks cuz it's really you know who are the Rams going to take? So that's kind of why mm-hmm. the, the, they're split there. So it's really personal preference who you think the Rams going to take and then they're going to think all right well they're going to take a quarterback now they're going to jump up but other, I mean, Jalen Ramsey is kind of kind of I will interesting say, there. Mike, I do agree with your statement. Ramsey is one of the smartest players. To me, when the Titans were number one, I was the advocate, and I was for like the 3.0, and I want to say 2.0. The last mm-hmm. two I did before this last one, I was an advocate for Ramsey being number one to the Titans. Obviously, that changed when they traded the pick yep. away to the Rams. But yeah, I... I think Ramsey would be quality at number two. I just think you don't make this trade 
unless you're going to draft a quarterback. I think I'm in agreement with the 29% of you know Goff or Wentz. It's mm-hmm. it's because you know it's you got to see who the Rams are going to take, and I personally yep. think they're going to go with Goff. So that means the Eagles are going to go with Wentz. You're not going to trade up to jump past Dallas. You're not going to trade up to jump past the, the San Francisco at seven and four respectively. You're going to go up, get past them, and take a quarterback. You're not going to go up and jump them for Ramsey unless you know the Chargers are salivating at the mouse, and we don't know mm-hmm. that about Jalen Ramsey. And the Eagles are like, oh, we have a chance of getting this guy. I think it's like 99% sure that the Eagles are going to take a quarterback and they're going to take either Goff or Wentz, and I think it most likely it's going to end up as Wentz because I, I do think the Rams are going to take take Jared Goff at that position. I think I think it really works well for the Rams. I really like that trade. I know they gave up a lot here, but it, you need to give a, get up a lot to, to mm-hmm. get that number one overall pick. It's, it's worth a ton of value. I just think that you know Jared Goff fits better in St. or in Los Angeles, my bad. I, I'm not used to it yet. It's, it's, in Los Angeles, it won't be for another year. And I think he's more pro ready compared to Wentz, and that's what mm-hmm. you need in Los Angeles. I think Wentz might be able to, you know, might end up as the better player. But I'm thinking more golf can give you more right now. I think that, and I'm on the other side. Wentz can give you more right now, and golf is going to be a project. And I think that Wentz here in Philadelphia, he has that time to work under Bradford, who has been a number one pick, or been you know Wentz won't be a number one pick, but mm-hmm. it'll be a top pick, and you know he'll be able to tell him about the pressure there. And Chase Daniels has the experience of being a backup, so you can give him tips about that. And Bradford also has experience as a starter, and I think it might actually work well for Wentz. I think it might be a shit show at first in Philadelphia. But if the Eagles coaching staff and the Eagles front office can really manage that, then that might be a really great place for Wentz to grow. You know, it's going to be great to see what if the Eagles do absolutely horrible this season and that first round pick that they gave to the Browns is like a top five. Well, something something you mentioned uh, was that they're playing week one. They are. They're so playing that's, regular that's season be a week fun one. Thing, seeing, seeing who the Browns got. RG three versus a rookie quarterback. Yeah, it's it's going to be fun to see. But uh, I, yeah, I mean that's kind of the same thing with the Rams too. I mm-hmm. mean, like the Rams traded that number one, that, that first round pick for next year. But the Rams, I, the Rams, I could see it because you brought it up because they're betting. You're in LA. You're yeah. in Hollywood now. Well, yeah, they're they're ma- you know you want to make a bold move there. Yeah. But the, the main thing was that also they might have been like, all right, well we see that we're going to be uh, past that mm-hmm. fifteen mark. We're going to be like you know fifteen to thirty. Range. We're not going to be a lower tip pick. Where well, the Eagles, you know, the Eagles are always coming into mm-hmm. to the playoff. You know, the the, well, the, the season Rams, as as NFC East favorites. The Rams and Eagles are on two different sides, coaching wise, too. Where the Rams have a coach and a GM, where you know you're going the, at well, least eight and eight. Well, no, they're on the side <laughs> of well, fuck, we may be ousted if yeah. we don't do well this year. We got to make a splash. Whereas the, the Eagles. You have a brand new coach, which the job security, I would assume, is good because you're coming in to replace Chip Kelly. But also, I mean, Doug Peterson. so well. But Doug Peterson, people are also like, why'd you go with Doug Peterson? So you're not sure if the Eagles are really going to stick with Doug Peterson because if he, if he falls two seasons They're in a row. They're not going to chud him. They chud, gonna... they chud Kip, Chip Kelly. Kip Kelly. No, no. Chud, the, chud, the chud is when you get fired after one year. No. Because... Chud was the head coach in I thought, Cleveland. He got fired. I thought one you were year. using it as a verb. No, yeah, like chud. Yeah, when you get chudded, that means you get fired after one year. Yeah, well, I said two years. So yeah, no, no, Chud got fired in one. But is there anything that we missed before I wrap this one up? Uh, not really. I mean, I, obviously, we we covered the domino effect here mm-hmm. of what's going to happen with these I think prospects. The Eagles are stupid. I agree with you because yeah. you got three quarterbacks here. Unless unless they're going with Wentz or they're going with Goff, and 
Bradford and Daniels uh, in front of them really give them what a place if they to grow. Bosa? What if they just went, fuck it, Bosa? I think that'd be really dumb to I'd give up that much stupider. to get Bosa because, I mean, you know, it wasn't for sure that he was going to fall to them at eight, but also you could have went to five maybe and mm-hmm. traded up. You could have went to four or maybe Dallas wanted to move down. You didn't need to go all the way that high to two. I mean, that's the thing. You're, you're going to go with the quarterback if you're going yep. all the way up to two. I just find it hard to find the value in what they've given up, especially, I mean, because I'm not sure if the Eagles can give them a place to grow. Because obviously, you know, the quarterbacks are there, but is the is the coaching mm-hmm. there to give them the place to grow? Is the, the the management there to give them a place to grow? Is is the weapons around them a place for them to grow? Because you know we all, we love to compare like draft and stashed with Favre and Rodgers, but Bradford's not Brett Favre, and you know I don't think Wentz no. or Goff are, is Aaron Rodgers here. So I think no, I think it's, not at all. I think this is a huge gamble here, and I think it's an unnecessary gamble, like you were alluding to, where the Rams you're making a bold gamble because mm-hmm. you need to do this in a market that has failed before and also you need to make a bold move in a in positions in the management and the coaching staff where they have been consistently on the hot seat where the Eagles you're a fresh start I think you needed to play out with Bradford and Daniels and you know let their huge salaries mm-hmm. play out and see what they give you and then go for a quarterback I just think this was a foolish trade for the Eagles I think this is the smartest move the Browns possibly could have made I think I think that what the Browns did has been fantastic Hashtag smartest brown move of all time, but that's gonna do it for the onset. Yeah, that's a mouthful for a hashtag. Yeah, that's Just a screw bad, it. But bad hashtag. The, this is why you're not the social media. Manager. No, this isn't. <laughs> this is what we're gonna end the podcast on. Thank you guys for listening, either on SoundCloud or watching our beautiful faces. Sean's beautiful shaven face. I hate it here on YouTube. I fucking hate yeah, it. I I need to shave. I, yeah, I should. I've I just been lazy. But if you're on SoundCloud, hit that little heart button, that repost, and that follow button. If you're on YouTube watching us, thanks for uh, checking out the show, watching us. Hit that like button if you liked it. If you're new, please hit that subscribe button. It really helps us out. And if you haven't already, go check out our Snapchat, Most Valuable Pod, Twitter, Most Valuable Pod. He's at Schwarbo. I'm at Ricky Widmer. And go check out our Patreon page. Link down below in the description. Thank you guys for checking this one out. We love giving you these extra video podcasts on the YouTube. But as always, have a good day, everybody. Thank you for listening to this MVP podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Most Valuable Pod for more great podcasts.